I've got one question. Can you see me now? <laughs> Can you see me now? I, we, are, we, are honoring, we are honoring the seniors that are graduating, and I wore this coat in honor of them. I wanted it to remind them of their future. So bright. You've got to wear shades. Amen. Amen. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, we're going to be preaching to that thought and preaching to our seniors and uh, those that are graduating and those that have a, have a bright future ahead of them. Say amen. Uh, you say, preacher, how do you know their future is bright? If they will follow Jesus, it's going to be bright because he has a plan. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter number, ele- or excuse me, chapter number 12. Uh, chapter 12, we're going to read in verse number 1. We'll start there. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. I trust everyone uh, come through the, the storm unscathed. Uh, it kind of just crept up on us, amen? I was sitting in my office studying yesterday, and, and, and Tammy texted me from the chipmunk hole and said, uh, uh, is everything all right there? We're in the storm pit. I said, what are you doing in the storm pit? I had no idea, no idea. And then it came, and then by that time it got to the church, I said, I know why you're in the storm pit. So I'm glad everybody's okay, a few few trees down and stuff, but uh, uh, God brought us through. Amen? Let's look in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse number 1. What's that first word? Everybody say it. Say it again. Remember, when? Now. Right now. Right now. You know, Christianity is, is for right now. It's not for later. And, 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 and now listen, guys, I'm, I'm primarily speaking to the young people, but the message in the Word, we can apply it to all of us right now. How many of y'all have said before, I, I'm going to get around to it? Haven't we said that? We, 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 have, we have made, but well, you know, uh, uh, just as soon as I can, I'm going to, or you know what, I really need to. Boy, this old man, this old man, this wise old man, this wise old king is giving last-minute advice. And he says, remember now, now, thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, And the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosened, or loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. 
The words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further by these make uh, my son be admonished, of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Now let's all read verse 13 and 14, and then we'll pray. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the blessings of being in your house and singing about you. And, and Lord, we praise you and we thank you. Lord, we don't deserve you, but we're grateful for you. And we don't deserve forgiveness, but we're, we're thankful for that. And I pray that you'll help us now. Lord, give me what I need to say to bless your children and to help your children. Uh, Lord, in spite of me, bless them, I pray. I pray that your perfect will be done today. Move in an awesome way. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Uh, I want to be brief today, uh, but, but be able to, to really give you the, the, uh, a, a good uh, foundation to start with with this message. Uh, Solomon, and I've said this before because I've preached out of this book a lot, Solomon was the wisest man ever to live, period. Wisest man ever to live, before or after. God gave him a supernatural wisdom, a supernatural ability to understand and to have wisdom and knowledge. And, and because of that, because of that, he wrote many Proverbs. Because of that, he knew many things. And, and he got in a bad way in his life. Toward the end of his life, uh, because of the, the, the women he allowed in his life, the wives that he took in because of political reasons, they began to lead him astray to, to false idols and false gods. And, and there came a time in his life where he decided to find happiness, to find joy, to find fulfillment without God. And all through the book of Ecclesiastes, you'll find the term under the sun. In other words, he said, I don't need God to be happy. I don't need God to be fulfilled. I'm going to find it here on this earth. And the whole book of Ecclesiastes is this search. It is this experiment, if you will, to find happiness, to find fulfillment. And, and he said, if there was to buy, I bought it. If there was to do, I did it. If there was to see, I saw it. Everything that man could ever want, desire, or have, God allowed one man to experience all that this world could offer. Everything. Everything. Everything the devil tempts you with. Everything this culture says you need to have to be happy, everything that is in your mind, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, everything was at his disposal, at his fingertips, and he experienced it all, and he said, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What, what does that mean? Empty. He basically, he basically sang the song the Rolling Stones came up with, I can't get no satisfaction. Are y'all with me? Isn't it amazing that that was the number one song during the time of free sex, free love, free drugs, free just do whatever you want and be happy, and nobody could be happy? You know why? Because it's not going to be found on this planet. It's not going to be found in what this world has to offer. Joy and fulfillment is not in those things. And, I, and like I said, I'm primarily speaking to the younger crowd, but this is a message that we all need to get. Somebody say amen. amen. Here, we find, here we find an old king who has experienced life, 
And I'm not talking about just the good. I'm talking about the bad too. He's experienced it all, and he's got something to say. Something to say. And the first word he uses is, come on everybody, is remember. So that's what we're going to do today. Four things we need to remember. Four things we need to remember. Four truths, four four, uh, uh, important things that we need to remember. First he says this, remember now thy what? Creator. Everybody, thy? Why didn't he use the word Lord? Why didn't he say, hey, you need to remember your God right now. You need to remember your Lord right now. You need to remember your Savior. No, he uses the word creator. Why is that important? Because this tells us something. This tells us that we have a purpose. We have a purpose. A creator creates things for a purpose. When there is a need, somebody figures out something to fulfill the need. Does that make sense? You you see somebody, they make and they design something. They come up with an idea to fulfill a need, to accomplish a purpose. We all have purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, young people, young and old, I want you to understand this. And it's great to do it now while you're young. You need to understand, God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. God has an outline for your life. And the greatest thing you could ever do is get in on that purpose, get in on that design, get in on God's perfect will for your life early. Early. Remember now. You know, Jesus, he's a perfect example for us. Twelve years old. Twelve years old, confounding the wise in the temple. Y'all remember when, when Mary and him left him behind? He's there in the temple. They come to get him and says, what are you doing? He said, wished you not, W-I-S-T, wished you not that I must be about my father's business. And if you study, if you study that phrase out, he means I got to get an early start. Success, success is not stuff. Because you can have stuff and feel like a failure. Success is not necessarily having the woman of your dreams or the man of your dreams because they can turn into the man or woman of your nightmares. Don't say amen too loud on that, amen? Especially if you've only been married once, amen? No, don't be saying amen right there, all right? You know, sometimes we say amen at the wrong times. Have y'all noticed that? Listen, that's not success. It's been defined as this. Success is finding God's will and staying there. Boy, that's true. That is true. God has a purpose for your life. What do we want to learn from that? Basically, what I did, I took each one of these things, and and, and I I gave you the, the, the truth that God is saying there, and then I put just a little phrase, just a little phrase beside each one, and this is the phrase for number one. Don't miss out on what God has planned for your life. Don't miss out on what God has planned for your life. How many of y'all would agree? Everybody, everybody look at me. How, how many of y'all agree that God's smarter than us? Amen. Could we all agree on that? I mean, that's a no-brainer, Amen. He knows the end from the beginning. He's alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the way this thing started. He knows every single thing, how it's going to end. He he was there before you were born. He's already been there the day you die. He knows every single thing about your life. Why in God's name do we think we're smarter than he is that we can do our own thing? 
and be happy. Have you ever wondered that? Now, I'm putting us. I said we because there's been many times God had a plan and I had one. How many of y'all have ever had plans that wasn't his plans? How many of y'all know that God's not a very good negotiator? (laughs) Are y'all with me? He even tells us, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Preacher, what are you saying? The best thing we could ever do in our life is seek his perfect will, submit to it, get involved in it, and it'll be the greatest thing you ever do. I told y'all, I told y'all, my plan was to become a veterinarian. Amen? We've got some in the church. We've got, we've got some in the church. They're cool people. They're awesome. They're dog whispers. <clears throat> hey, and by the way, y'all need to pray for little Caesar because he's, he's at the hospital now and, and, and on IV, and we need to pray. So let's have a moment of silence right there. I'm serious. Amen. I'm serious. But that, that, that was my, uh, thank God for vets. Say amen right there for our little furry people. Amen. But that was my plan. That's what I want to be. I didn't want to be a preacher. I grew up a preacher's kid. I saw it all. Dogs don't talk back. When When you love on a dog, they'll love you back. They're not like people. Y'all with me? I said, God, I don't want that. No. But you know what? Man, he was smarter than I was. Man, I don't get any greater fulfillment in my life than what I'm doing right now. And you know what? He knew that. He knew that when I was arguing with him about it. He knew that when I thought he was crazy about that. Lord, there's no way. Pick Joe. He's perfect. He's not afraid of anything. Right? But you know what? God's got a plan. He was a creator. God always has a purpose for everything he does. When a creator creates something, he has a purpose for his creation. And young people, God's got a purpose for you. God's got a plan for your life that's awesome. I'm telling you, it's awesome. And all you have to do is submit to it and trust him. And you won't see it before. You won't see how awesome it is before until you get in it. And when you get in it, you'll think, man, this is awesome. And all God's people say it. Okay? So we learn. We have a creator. Remember thy creator. Remember you have a purpose for your life. Remember God made you on purpose just like you are. And God does not make mistakes. Church, say amen. All right, now, second thing I want you to see. And this may be important. And we can have a lot of amens right here. Uh, Look what he says. This, This older, wise king. He is saying this. You need to do it now. You need to remember now. You need to understand his purpose now. You need to understand his direction for your life now. Why? Because the time's going to come, you're going to get old. Watch the description. Watch the description. He said, the sun or light or moon or stars be darkened. In the days, now I, I looked up several commentaries on this. Now watch how he describes getting old. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. That's your hands. That's your hands and, and arms. Then he says, then he says, uh, and the strong men shall bow themselves. That's your legs. That's what holds you up. You shall weaken and, and walk bent over. Then it says, then it says, and the grinders cease because they are few. Do I have to explain that? What's that mean? You're gonna lose your teeth. 
Some of y'all are grinning like a possum. <clears throat> are y'all with me? The grinders, that's your teeth, amen? If you have some, they're going to be few, he says. And those that look out the windows be darkened. That's talking about your eyesight. Hello? Uh, Mr. Carpenter uh, was making fun of me. I was trying to fill out my, my, tithing, my tithing sheet and, and put in the box out there, and, and he walked in about the time I went. He said, Preacher, you want me to hold it over here? <laughs> Son, you got to see. A brother got to see. Amen. Amen. What's he saying? Listen, things are going to happen. The doors shall be shut in the streets. Either that's your hearing, your hearing begins to fail. Then the grinding, you can't chew your food. Or your ears can't pick up the sounds. The rising up at the, at the, the chirping of a bird, that means that at, at the crack of dawn, you're going to get up and wish to God you could sleep longer. Say amen. The music there, the voice starts to quiver and weaken. Afraid of heights, maybe afraid of falling when you're walking down the street. The almond tree... The almond tree there, it says, that, listen, the almond tree, when it, when it flourishes and when it blooms, it's white as snow. If you get to keep your hair, it's going to turn white. Amen? The grasshopper, you just drag yourself along like a grasshopper at the close of the summer season. Desire, you lose your appetite, whatever appetite you want to put there. There's several that have been described. I'll leave that to your imagination. You lose your desire. Uh, long home, you go to eternal home. And what's he saying? Basically what he's saying is there is a certainty that you need to remember. Not only do you need to remember your creator, you need to remember the certainty. And you say, preacher, what's certain? It is certain you're going to get old and you're going to die. You say, that's pretty morbid. But you know what? We don't talk about that. You know what, you know what, when we're 18 years old, when we're 17 years old, 20 years old, we think we're going to live forever. And so we put off stuff, or we think we have plenty of time. You know what, three days ago, I was 21 years old. I, I had, <laughs> you hush your mouth, boy. Amen. That's all right. You're going to get old too, big boy. Amen. It's always nice to have help in the pulpit. Amen. It's just... I, I, I took, I took, I took a, 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 a little, little fella, a little Hepton stall, little man, little Carter. Uh, I pulled in, ahead, I was in the car, and, and I pulled in the, in the parking lot. He wanted to ride. So I put him in my lap and let him steer, and I was shifting gears, and he was steering, and I come by, and they took a picture of me and him in the car, cute as a little fella, and they sent that picture to me, and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm that old. <laughs> and then the worst thing about it, I looked on Facebook that evening, and they had just arrested a guy, and, 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 and he was my age. And I said, I cannot look that old. <laughs> Do I have a witness in the house? Yeah. I mean, it just, it just happened. I don't, I, don't, I don't, in my head, I'm still 17, but nowhere else. 
<laughs> Say, what's your problem? I get tired. I, I'll tell you what I did. I, I, I've been working at the house. We've been trying to get that done. I, I, I'm, I'm trying my best to get it done before Brandy graduates and, and Jordan's going to come in. So I'm trying to get a, and I was just working, 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 working. And it, 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 and it got dark. And I mean, we worked till we couldn't see no more. And, and, uh, and I said, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to that house because I, I, I'm, I'm staying in, in the mobile home just about uh, 150 yards from where we're building the house. And, and, and I said, I'm going, I'll am going. tell you what, I'm going, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get me a shower and I'm going to go get my car. Bless God, I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm going to have a big time. And by the time, no, no, no this wasn't Friday. This was Thursday. So, see, I don't even remember what day it was. By the time I got out of that house and got in my truck and went 150 yards and got out of my truck, I, oh, and by the time I got out my shower, I got on my knees and crawled to my bed <laughs> and said, Timmy, will you bring me something to eat, please? Preacher, what's the point? You're going to get old. And it's going to happen fast. So if you're ever going to do something for God, do it now. Do it now while you have strength. Do it now while you have energy. Do it now while you have stamina. Do it now where you... Somebody say amen. You know, all that energy and stuff is wasted on you, isn't it? He says, do it now. You're going to get old. You're going to die. It's coming. If Jesus tarries, is coming. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. It says in, this, in the same book, Ecclesiastes, in the day of death, there is no man that hath power in the day of death. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much you've exercised. When it's your time to go, you're checking out of here. And keep that in mind. Do it now. Serve God now. You know, the worst thing we ever done, the worst thing we ever done is that old saying, these, these children are the church of tomorrow. That's the stupidest thing we could ever say. That means that we don't need them to. You're the church of today. Are y'all with me? What's the saying? What's the, what's, the, what's the advice? The first advice and number one, don't miss out on what God is planning for your life. Number two, don't waste the strength and energy of youth. Say amen. amen. Number three. Number three. Look at this, look at this next statement. <clears throat> the preacher, he says this in verse 9. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise, watch this. The words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these my son be admonished of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. So number one, he said, remember your creator. Number two, remember the certainty. Number three, remember the counsel. Remember the counsel. He says, wise words are like goads. You say, what is a goad? A goad is a sharp, pointy stick. What is it for? It's to motivate. It's to motivate. They use it with livestock. 
when a, a stubborn cow or, 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 or donkey or mule or whatever, they wouldn't move. They'd take that sharp stick and go, and it would motivate them to move. You know what he's saying here? That wise words, counsel, is like two things. It's like a gold and it's like a nail. What is a nail used for? To secure something, to fasten something, to steady something. Do you know what, ladies and gentlemen, especially our young people, listen, take good advice. Take good advice. Look what it says. Look what it says. In Proverbs eleven fourteen. it says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Proverbs 15, 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. They are established. What do I want you to learn and take from this point? Here's, here's the saying from this one. The first one, the first one is don't miss out on God's plan for your life. The second one is don't, don't waste the energy and strength of youth. Watch this one. Don't learn things the hard way. Learn from the mistakes of others. Learn from the mistakes of others. I love this statement. I, I print this off. Good judgment is usually the product of experience. And experience is usually the product of bad judgment. Y'all didn't get it. Let me say it again. Good judgment is usually the product of experience. And experience is usually the product of bad judgment. Let me illustrate. <clears throat> the first time when I moved here to Alabama, <clears throat> I moved here to Alabama. Uh, Brother Smitty, Brother Smitty, uh, raise your hand, Brother Smitty, so everybody can see who you are. Yeah. Brother Smitty, if, if you're in Fairview, he's right under the camera. He's right there. Amen. Uh, Brother Smitty took me over to Miss Jane's house. And, and, and uh, Miss Jane and her husband, uh, they have chicken houses. And, and they, have, they have the layers where you, where you get the eggs. Are y'all with me? Y'all with me so far? I'd never seen anything like that in my life. They opened that door, and I looked in, and there was chickens as far as you could see. I mean, it looked like an ocean of white clucking. <clears throat> and, and Brother Wayne... Brother Wayne, he was going through picking up the dead chickens. Are y'all with me? Sometimes they pass away and go meet the Lord. Amen. That's a, well, we, I'd never seen that. And I was going here, and, and I was walking down that side. Well, well it, I just happened to see on the other side. Y'all know there's like a feeder and, 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 and the watering thing down the middle. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you don't know. Well, take my word for it. Well, I, I, seen, I just happened to see one on the other side. Uh, one, one on the other side that Brother Wayne was going to get when he crossed over and come back down the other side. Well, I thought I'd get it myself. So I stepped one foot over that thing, and what I didn't realize is that thing's got a hot wire on it. <laughs> and I didn't know it till I'd done straddled that baby. <laughs> Whoo! All I could say was, set me free. <laughs> that hot wire hit me, and I went over that thing, and I landed and did a, a tuck and roll, and I hit the ground, and I looked up, and Brother Smitty standing looking at me. He says, uh, Preacher, uh, uh, that wire's hot. <laughs> you 
You say, what was that? That was bad judgment that gave me an experience. <laughs> so what did it do for you? I have never again stepped over one of them wires. Amen. Now I have good judgment. Are y'all with me? Now let me tell you something that you can learn. Don't ever try to step over a chicken waterer or a chicken feeder in a broiler house. Somebody say amen. amen. Now here's what you need to do. You need to learn and get good judgment from my bad experience. You don't have to get shocked yourself. Come on. Now, now some of us older folks in here, some of us older folks in here, now, come on. Now, we, 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 we were told, and we just, had to, we just had to learn, didn't we? Now, if we had it to do over again, will we do it different? Well, I'm going to the school of hard knocks. You don't have to. You can learn from them. Let them pay the tuition. Man, when, when an older person tells you something, they're usually telling it because they love you. Don't be so stubborn and hard-headed to think you know everything. I saw a, a great sign that said, Quick, teenager, move out while you know everything. <laughs> What's the old saying? The older I get, the smarter my dad was. Yeah, that's right. Man, get good counsel. Get good counsel. A fool, a fool doesn't listen. A fool thinks they know everything. Don't, don't, don't get all this. It, it, you don't have to. In the age we're living in today, in, in, in the technology we have today, guys, there's no reason in the world that you cannot be successful if you learn from the mistakes of others. Right. And all God's people say it. Amen. He says, look, get wise counsel. You know what he's saying basically here? He says, I've done seen it all, I've done done it all, I've done had it all, and I'm here to tell you, it's vanity. Take my word for it. And this is one of the reasons why. I, I, I grew up, my, my life, my life, and I hope Dad don't mind me saying this, but my life was totally, probably the exact opposite of his life. I, I, I was raised totally different. My dad, my dad had, had, it was rough. And it was rough. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking about, you know, he, he was a sharecropper and picked cotton and, and starved to death. That's not what I mean. I mean, they had a great life, but it was, it was bad. There was, there was a lot of, a lot of sin. A, a lot, there was this pre-Jesus. They didn't, none of my family was saved. Dad, was you the first one saved out of the whole family? All right, Dad was the first one saved out of the whole family. So there was, there was just, you can imagine uh, that, that kind of life. And, and this, is, this is what my dad said. When I was a little kid, and I didn't understand this. I didn't get this till I was older. And, and, and he said, son, I've got a lot of scars. And I thought to myself as a kid, I thought to myself as a kid, now wait a minute, we've well, been to the beach. I've seen you without your shirt on. You don't have no scars. I, I, you know, as a kid, you don't understand that. But now I, I get it. I get it. And I'm so glad he raised me different so that I don't have to have the scars, the mental scars, and the things that, that, that the devil tries to haunt you with and 
young people, you don't have the scars yet. Guys, don't, 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 don't do things that, that, that you're going to regret the rest of your life. Learn from the mistakes of others. Let, let, them, let them have the bad experience and you just get the good judgment. Amen? Amen. Lastly, lastly, write this down. The first thing he says is remember your creator. Remember your creator. Number two, he says remember the certainty. You're going to get old. You're going to die. This, it's, it's, it's a certainty. Number three, the counsel. Don't forget the good counsel. He says they're like goads. They motivate. Don't kick against them. Let it motivate you. When somebody gives you good counsel, let it motivate you to go and do better and be a success. Then lastly, he says don't forget, don't forget to remember the conclusion. The conclusion. Verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Now, this... This statement, <clears throat> this statement is really about the whole book. Y'all with me? It's about the whole book, the whole book of Ecclesiastes. The beginning of it is he says, I'm seeking, I'm, I'm in a search. I'm going to find joy without God. And, and so the whole book is about his journey. It's a, it's a history of him trying to find joy and peace and happiness on this earth. You know, the American dream. Y'all with me? And this statement here is saying, let's sum it all up. Out of all of my travels, out of all of my purchases, out of all of my experiences, good and bad, out of everything that I've learned, let's sum it up. This is the conclusion of the whole matter. In other words, if we use the terminology, it would say, this is what it all boils down to. This is what it boils down to. When it's all said and done. And ladies and gentlemen, up in the balcony, you out at Fairview, don't ever forget this. One day, it's going to be all said and done. Are y'all with me? Three things he gave us right here. <clears throat> Three things he gave us. He said, fear God. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Why, Why should we fear God? And why should we keep his commandments? For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now let's look at those three things, three things there. First, he deals with our attitude. Then he deals with our activity. And then he deals with our accounting. Now watch this. Our attitude. Fear God. Fear God. That means, that's not talking about cower away and be afraid as, as a slave would his master, but it means to fear and be awe in him like a, a son would a father. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Fear God. Look, look, the beginning, the beginning of Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is that attitude of reverence and awe that his people show to him because they love him and respect him and his power and his greatness. The remarkable thing, Oswald Chambers, he, he wrote one, one of the greatest devotionals there ever was. He, this is what he said. The, the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Isn't that amazing? 
Isn't that amazing? David had the ability to go in a valley with a giant that was three times his size, and there was a man of war since his youth, but he wasn't afraid of him because he feared a God that was bigger than his giant. And when we learn to put God in his rightful place in our life, put God as our king, put God as our Lord, put God as our master, and reverence and respect and fear him and have a right attitude toward him, we don't have to be afraid of nothing else. Listen, tell life, bring it on. And listen, it all starts with the right attitude. Young people, your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude in life, you can't pick, you can't choose, you can't decide what happens to you in life. There are some things that just happen that's out of your control, but there's one thing in your life you can control every single day, and that's your attitude. Your attitude. Listen, I, I need to preach a whole message on an attitude. Some of us need an attitude adjustment. I've had several in my life. <laughs> yeah, they do work. I know they work. Thanks for reminding me. Amen. If you didn't hear that, my father said, yeah, they work. Amen. I'm preaching on bitterness, too. Amen. I'm bitter about all that. <laughs> Fear God. Now, watch this. Watch the second thing, the activity. Keep his. Come on, everybody. Keep his, his commandment. Now, what is a commandment? It's a way to live. It's instruction. Say that word, Mindy. It's, come on, everybody. It's, now watch this. How many of y'all uh, have ever got a vehicle and, 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 and you, open, you open the dash? What's in, that, what's in the dash of that vehicle if they're newer? Usually they're older, too, but anyway. What is it? A owner's manual, which is basically an instruction manual. If something happens, do this. What's the proper way to take care of your vehicle? The proper way to change a tire. The proper way to check the oil. The proper way to do all this stuff. In other words, to get the optimum, watch this, to get the optimum performance for the vehicle you purchased. They gave you a manual to get the best and as my, 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 my grandmother used to say, to get all the goody out of it. Y'all with me? Now, if you don't go by the manual, hmm, right? Come on. Y'all getting quiet because y'all know where I'm going with this. Guess what? He, what was the first point? What was the first point? Remember your... Come on, everybody. Remember your, all right, the creator and the designer of your car gave you a manual for optimum performance. Guess what? Your creator. He gave you a manual for optimum performance. Now, if you look, if you look in your manual, and it says diesel fuel only. And you put 87 octane in that baby. You, 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 you're going to call Uber. <clears throat> you're going you're gonna to need a ride. You're going to have to hitchhike. You're going to be. 
pumping them Nikes, amen? So, oh, that's silly. That's no more silly than taking this and ignoring this when God has given you a manual of instruction, a manual of commandment to get the optimum performance out of the life that he has designed for you, he has created especially for you, that he knows every single hair on your head, he knows what makes you happy, he knows what makes you sad, and he's got a life designed for you, and you're ignoring the manual. But if you'll follow the manual, it'll run right. And, and it, it <laughs> yeah, you will get, watch this now, watch this, and this is what we're all wanting, this is what we're all wanting, I don't need a message, I don't need a sermon, I don't need anybody preaching to me, watch this, you will get out of it what you wanting if you'll follow the manual. You want peace? You want joy? You want happiness? You want fulfillment? Keep his commandments. Follow the manual. Y'all with me? Watch the third one. We see our attitude. He said, fear God. Our activity. Keep his commandments. Our accounting. For God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing. Why should I keep that manual? Because one day, you're going to stand right in front of the one who wrote it. Not only that, not only that, but you're going to stand in front of it, the one that gave you the keys to it. You see, he didn't just give you a manual. He gave you the keys to the car. He gave you your life. He gave you the gift of life to use as a blessing and as a steward. And one day, you're going to stand before him and tell every reason and what for what you did in that vehicle. If, if, if getting the best out of life now, if, now, now listen, everybody, I'm, I'm almost done. Just give me just a minute and a half. If getting the best out of life right now is not enough motivation for you, will standing before him when it's over be enough? And, and, and guys, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. See a bunch of young people over here. Man, I love you guys. And I, I want you to have the most awesome life ever and enjoy it and have fun. I mean, enjoy the blessings of God. But it's going to be over quick. It's going to be over quick. In just a little bit, Miss Edna, does it seem like just yesterday? It goes by fast, doesn't it? I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just yesterday, just yesterday, me and Brother Smitty was on the roof over there putting the tent on. I mean, I, this seems like yesterday. This was back in, this is back in 2000. This is back in 2000. I preached on marriage and the home and family, and I told the husband, every day you need to tell your wife how much you love her and what she means to you. 
after the service, Brother Smitty called me and said, listen, preacher, I told, I told Andy when we got married, I loved her. If anything changed, I let her know. <laughs> I, I don't think he got it. You know what I mean? I don't Man, it was yesterday we was laughing about that. It goes by so fast. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. Don't put things off. Don't do that. Watch this. Watch this, guys, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. He says, remember. So all this is for them young people. No, it ain't. Today is the first day to the rest of your life. For all of us. You say, what's the statement for the last? The first one, just as a reminder, remember our Creator. Why? So we don't miss out on what God's plan for our life. Remember the certainty. What is the certainty? Aging and death. Why do we need to remember that? So we don't waste the strength and energy of youth. Then we need to remember the counsel. Why? So we don't learn things the hard way. We learn from the mistakes of others. Then we need to remember the conclusion. Why? So we don't end up regretting when everything is said and done. And all God's people say it. Amen. Father. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I pray that your perfect will be done. I pray that you'll move in an awesome way. Bless these young people. Lord, bless everybody here. Lord, we all need to take this into consideration. We all have a life to live, and we all have a purpose to accomplish, no matter how old we are. As long as we are on this planet, God, you have something for us to do. And I pray that you will let that be fulfilled in all of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's stand. Let's stand. Everyone stand to your feet. Listen. Decide today. Decide today to serve the Lord. Decide today to give Him your life. Decide today 